0: Veteran Walker with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler.
1: Hi, team. I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from Fitness.com, and welcome to The Fitness Show. Today, I have very exciting news, it is February 23rd, and I can braid my hair, (laughs) hooray, in fact my daughter Ginger braided it for me last night, now yes, it's still very short and spiky, but she was able to twist the hair in her little fingers and put a teeny tiny rubber band, and now I have a braid, and it's beautiful, and I've worn it around all day. And I look like a bit of a weirdo with this one little braid sticking out. And I don't care because I'm proud to have the braid. In fact, the braid just came out because I went to the gym and I did my strength training. And then I went in the pool and swam laps. And it was coming out of the pool that the little rubber band slipped out of my hair. But I was very, very proud. And yes, I look a little like Coolio with the little braid sticking out to the side. But, um, Man, small victories, right? When you go from losing your hair and being completely bald to finally having, you know, I'm getting things back and it matters. It matters. All the little things matter. So, you know, from the outside, I know it's been looking like I've been handling everything like a champ, but, you know, there's definitely been some sadness and difficulty dealing without those little things. And I tell you what seeing hairbands ever right before I guess right as soon as I knew I was gonna lose my hair um, and a ponytail is one of my favorite things in the world and that's why I've always kept my hair long is because I love a big swinging ponytail on a fitness professional for some reason to me I just I don't know I love a big swinging ponytail so a second I knew I was gonna lose my hair I would see my hairbands and think oh no. I'm not going to be able to use you. I'm going to miss you so much. And for a year, basically a year solid now, I've been looking at hair bands, having my heart broken. And last night, I looked at the hair band and held my little teeny tiny braid together and it made me very, very happy. So that's a good start. So today's podcast, we're going to catch up on a bunch of stuff. Um, There's things I want to tell you about that's been going on in my world. And then I want to talk about you guys because I had a poll on Fitsness, my page on Facebook, and asked you, what's the greatest thing in health and fitness you've accomplished since January 1st? And boy, were your answers spectacular. So I'd like to share those because I think they're just so diverse and a great, just a great example of I don't know, the very different types of things we can accomplish. So many times within fitness and health, people are focused on weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, and it's important if you're overweight to get the weight off because that will certainly enhance your life, but there's, you know, so many other victories, and and we do talk about non-scale victories a lot, and it seems like you all are kicking butt and taking names in both the scale victories and the non-scale victories, which I love. So I'm going to start with... Um, today's workout. And for me, my little victories, as you know, I've been creeping towards uh, becoming fitter and a great strength training workout today. And I've been staying at it, but I had chemo Monday and what is today? Sunday. So it's been seven days, but chemo knocks me on my can, makes me super tired. And then I got to crawl back out of the hole and start moving again. But um, as I dove into the pool today to swim laps after my strength training workout, I thought, hmm, maybe maybe I could try running again soon. And that's a very, very special urge to have because I haven't felt that way since, I don't know, March 10th of last year when I got my first chemo. So um, I haven't been able to do those things because I've been depleted. You know, the chemo I'm on right now still just makes me tired and I just feel like someone's constantly sucking the energy from my veins. It's hard to describe, but I just always feel depleted and kind of wimpy. And also my uh, left boob and my rib cage has felt very much like I was beaten up with a bat between surgery and radiation. Everything's been kind of sore and the idea of bouncing has not um, seemed, I don't know, seemed (laughs) like something I want, enticing. Enticing is a word I'm looking for. Anyways, when I dove in the pool today, I thought, huh, maybe I could try running. And so I may have to put on two sports bras to keep The girls from doing any up and down type motion. But the thought, the fact that I thought, hmm, that might be nice, is good for me. Now, in my mind, I'm going to run a tenth of a mile or maybe go as far as, I don't know, a quarter of a mile. And that'll be that. And I will celebrate that tiny victory. But I'm looking forward to it. It's nice that it's crossing my mind again because it's definitely been a long time. And yeah, I've walked a few 5Ks over the past few months I guess my first 5k was September 22nd in Los Angeles and then I've done a couple more but um, yeah progress is progress and I think that's where we're going to go when we talk about your accomplishments is just moving forward constantly pushing the envelope remember keep an eye on the prize who do you want to be are you making progress towards getting there and I know who I want to be. I want to be full force Fitz Kohler again and she's pretty dynamic. She's very strong and her endurance is extraordinary and she's pretty flexible and has great balance and energy for days. Um, so I'm excited to get back to being her and maybe superseding that girl because um, she can do better too, right? <laughs> Even Fitz Kohler can do better. So did that. and. One of the nice things at the gym, again, is all these people. And in the last episode, I told you all about my pool squad. Um, I haven't been at the pool. I've been there a few times, but I took a little break. I had gone to Las Vegas for a work trip. And then as soon as I came home, I had chemo, which made me super tired. And it's been a while. And I saw Nestle today. And I saw Glenn and a few others in the pool. And the sweetest things they... They were so excited to see me and they were concerned. They, all of them said, we were looking for you. Where have you been? Have you been okay? And I try to reassure them, listen, I'm okay. I'm not a person you need to worry about. I know I'm doing the cancer treatment and the chemo and so forth, but I'm, beyond, I'm past those scary stages. But, you know, it's just a fitness community at large. We're such caring people and we keep an eye on each other. And not only is it happening for me, with my personal friends at the gym but it happens within all of these social media groups and support groups and I, I just love it and I'm I really, um, grateful that I've chosen this as my profession and my friend circle is outstanding because of you and, and Nestle and Glenn and Marty and um, Willie are just great examples of those people. And it's funny, this guy, Willie Rogers is his name. Willie used to play for the Gators, Gator football, back when I went to college under Steve Spurrier. And those were the heydays of being a Florida Gator, where we we would trounce everybody 73 to 3, and all the fans were so angry because our games were so boring. Um, and trust me, when I sit in, a, in a, a stadium watching my favorite team, I'm okay with a boring game. The nail biters are exciting, but... It was great to be a Florida Gator. In fact, it always is great to be a Florida Gator. But Willie was there during the fun times, and we we interact a lot at the gym. In fact, I feel like he and I should carpool places because I run into him so much. But he used to be super. He was a monster. He was giant, and now he's what is he? Maybe six foot two, and he's two hundred and maybe thirty pounds of solid moss muscle. He's this big. Black dude, bald head, great smile. He's a uh, pharmaceutical rep. He's, he's just an all-around wonderful guy. And he works so hard, he's now training for marathons, which is really interesting to see him. I think he's in his 40s, and he's pushing the envelope. You know, he had this tremendous success at, at, as a collegiate athlete. I believe he went on to play in the NFL for a while. And now he's working on his marathon. He just ran his first marathon in January in Jacksonville. And while he did great and he finished strong, he thought he was going to go qualify for Boston. And he thought perhaps it would be easy. And, um, and he was well prepared. But the marathon bit him in the booty, uh, which is awesome because now he's working for the next step. He really wants to earn his spot in Bo- at Boston Boston Marathon. If you don't know, you have to qualify for that with speed or you have to raise an extraordinary amount of money for a charity, which is also a great way to do it. Um, But I love Willie and he's inspiring to me. But Willie shows up and he wears those tight under armor shirts and um, man, he's so muscular and ripped. He's curvy and strong. And if you've ever listened to me, I love strong, muscular curves and they make I look at him. And I think, oh, that's what I want to be now, yes, I'm this scrawny little white chick, but I'm looking at this big black dude going, "Oh, if I could just be a little more like you willie, if I could if he could share about five pounds of muscle with me, that would go a long way, and he's so cute and and we introduced um I think he was introducing me to someone else, and it's 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 a good perspective. You know, I guess we all have our thoughts about ourselves and other people. And again, I really admire Willie and I really love Willie's muscles. But um, he introduced me to someone recently and he was like, this is Fitz Kohler and she's a beast. I go, Willie, I'm strong. I'm, I'm scrawny now. He goes, oh my God, you're the, you're the strongest person in here and you're such a beast. And I can't believe you're doing all the things you do. And it just, it was very nice. And it, um... It's a little perspective, right? So he's probably looking at what he does as fun and um, challenging, but that's who he is. And then I guess he's looking at me thinking, damn, she's been through a hell of a lot and she's here pushing the envelope every day. And I certainly don't feel like a beast. Uh, I feel like I'm continuously trying to be my best self and pushing my envelope. But um, yeah, it's mutual admiration. But anyways, I love that guy. And if he could just share five pounds of muscles, I know he wouldn't miss it. Um, but I would really, really appreciate it. And now we've talked about all the nice people in the gym. I recently had an un-nice experience with a woman at a gym about a month ago. And I'm a little bit embarrassed about the experience, but I'm going to share it with you anyways, because I think it's kind of funny. And um, maybe there's something to be learned from it. Who knows? Anyways, I go into the Nautilus style equipment at um, my gym. And it's a massive gym. I think it's 80,000 square feet or something like that and on the ground floor is where they have all the quote unquote machines, not the free weights and things but the nautilus style equipment and there are three different lines so you can go to the hamstring curl, the leg extension, the rowing machine, the lat pull, all in a row in three different places. And I think I was on the hamstring curl. Now looking around there was nobody waiting for me and there were two hamstring curls behind me that were available it was definitely a dead time of day maybe one o'clock in the afternoon and so i'm sitting on the hamstring curl and uh, another thing i revealed last episode is that i am moving a lot slower than i had before and i need breaks so my heart rate gets jacked up really high from doing very small things if i do 10 lunges i need to pause and catch my breath and that's the same thing with All of the strength training I do, I strength train hard and then I I just need a little break and my break isn't a 30 second break anymore, maybe my break is a 60 or 90 second break depending on what I'm doing. But I sit on the hamstring curl and there's stickers on all the machines now with a picture of a cell phone and a no sign, you know, the red circle with the line through it. And I get it, there's a lot of people killing time and taking up space on machines they shouldn't. Nonetheless, I'm sitting there, there's no one around me, the two hamstring curls behind me are completely available. And I was having one of those days where it was really hard. I think I had just had chemo a few days prior and I was just kind of getting through. And I guess I was just not feeling good. So this lady comes over and she walks by me and I'm sitting, um, I had done a set And I needed a break, and I was just sitting on the machine, and I was choosing a new song on my iTunes, on my iPhone, and she gets in my face, I kid you not, and wags her, she points at the sticker, and then wags her finger in my face, like, get off your phone, lady. And I looked, and I said, something to the effect of, excuse me, I'm sorry if my rest break is bothering you, but I'm having chemo right now, and I need a little break. And I'm sorry if it inconveniences you, but um, yeah, it was something to the effect. I went on a little more, and I was uh, very sharp-tongued about it. And she looked at me, and she goes, "Well, thanks for the guilt trip." And (laughs) I looked in, I said, "You're welcome. You asked for it." And so she stormed off in a huff. And I sat there. I was furious. I was livid. And you know what? There was no one waiting on those machines behind me. I wasn't hogging one and I genuinely needed the break and screw her. I know there's stickers on the machines, but she's not the gym police. So I was really mad. I was really mad. So I kept curling my hamstrings or whatever and I went on to a few machines and then I thought, oh, that wasn't very nice of me. That wasn't very nice at all. And, you know, I'm I'm explaining it poorly But I went on for about 30 seconds after she wagged her finger, just ripped her a new one. And the worst part is because I was um, out of breath from doing the hamstring curl, I lost wind. I was talking so much that I had to take this big breath in the middle. It was like, (gasps) blah, 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 blah. blah. I kept going. Um, So I know she felt bad, and I shouldn't have done that. I I could have just ignored her. I could have done it. Uh, But... I haven't lashed out at anyone. It's been a year solid since I found my lump, and I have not lashed out at absolutely anyone. And she was that person, and, and I gave it to her. So I thought, oh, she doesn't deserve that. So I went, and I found her in the gym, and I said, listen, I'm sorry I lashed out at you. It's a rough day. She goes, well, I'm really sorry you're going through that. I said, I'm sure you are. I said, that wasn't representative of me, and I'm sure... The finger wagging wasn't representative of who you are, so um, I just wanted to apologize. She said, well, thank you, and I hope you're okay, and thank you, and we parted ways, and I felt a little better. And, and you know what? What does it do me good to make enemies with a woman I'm likely to see on a regular basis at the gym? Um, The other thing I thought is she probably is going to turn up somewhere in my life and I'm going to be so embarrassed. You know, my, and I, and I thought about this after I apologized, but my son has just joined the track team at his high school and I thought, oh God, she's probably the track coach's wife or something like that. But anyways, I lashed out. I shouldn't have lashed out. I could have played it cooler than that. And typical me would have played it far cooler, but, um, no, I let her have it. (laughs) Let her have it. I hope one day she and I become friends, and we can look back and laugh. But I—I I don't know. I think she was a little out of bounds with her finger wagging, and I was nasty. And you know, what can you do? We're not perfect. But that's my confessional. <laughs> now, now I can go on and feel better about myself. So um, recently, it was brought to my attention. Someone was talking about having their toes go numb on the elliptical, which is a fantastic machine to use. I love the elliptical. It's a stand-up trainer, emulates the skill of running without all the impact and stress on your joints. So it's a wonderful choice. It's a wonderful cross-training choice, especially we want you to be doing impact activities because that's fantastic for bone density. But the elliptical, you know, get on it on occasion. But a lot of people have this sensation of their toes going numb while they use it. We tend to put our Feet in a downward angle where your toes are at the bottom, and often they jam into the edge of the foot plate. And it's just it's a common phenomenon for people to have that problem. So, what I recommend is not only moving your feet back a little bit on the plate, but train in sandals. I wouldn't recommend that for almost any other uh, cardio apparatus, but the ellipticals, you're not worried about. You don't need all the support you need with a running shoe. In fact, If you have a moderately supportive sandal or a Tiva, I have Ufos. If you're not familiar with Ufos, O-O-F-O-S, I highly recommend you get a pair. They're super comfy. They're uh, sold as running recovery shoes. But I'm a Floridian, and I spend most of my year in tank tops and flip flops, and they are highly supportive feel-good shoes. So um, the elliptical trainer, use it. Open up those toes. I think a lot of pressure from the actual barrier of your running shoe or whatever kind of uh, sneaker you're wearing uh, will enhance that situation. And you you could resolve it by just bringing your foot back a little bit, wearing sandals, and then you can have lovely elliptical training time. Uh, Next thing I want to address is it's late February now and it's starting to get warm. And again, I'm in Florida, so today's a tank top and flip-flop weather and maybe in Fargo, you're not experiencing the same thing, but it's coming and I want you to be prepared to take off your pants. Take off your pants and mostly women, I'm talking to you because as I man the finish line of some of these races where you're finishing in 70 and 80 degree weather, you do not need to be wearing black tights. Through whatever distance you've gone through, black tights are not okay. If you were going to run that Star Wars half marathon in Florida in April, you might suffocate and die. You might just shrivel up into a wrinkly raisin and pass out on the ground if you're wearing black tights. And, oh, it just pains me. And the reason being is because I know many of these women aren't thinking, ah, this is the most functional fitness wear for this activity on participating. And this is going to feel really good all day. What these women are often thinking is, I, I hate my legs or I hate my knee and I don't want people to see them. So I'm going to hide them underneath these black tights. Don't do that to yourself. If you're out exercising, you win. You look great. If you're out running or walking a race, you win. Your legs are fantastic because they are the uh, tools that are helping you go the distance so stop punishing yourself by wearing inappropriately clothing inappropriate clothing in warm weather. please don't do that and again we've had the tank top mandate I know we're we're not there at summer yet but far too many people are wearing long sleeves or even short sleeves in hot hot weather trying to perform at a high level. Folks, if you are being athletic, I don't care if you're paddleboarding or you're cycling or you're running or you're dancing, you should be looking at the most functional fitness wear, moisture-wicking materials. You should be wearing layers. If it's cold in the morning, yet you're going to be out exercising for two, three, five hours, you should be able to remove the things that were keeping you warm at the start. You don't want long, pants or long sleeves keeping you warm when it's 70 or 80 and you're still moving your body vigorously. So please, take off your pants. Take off your pants. Be free. Let your knees fly free. I promise you, there are zero people out there going to look at you and think, ugh, look at her knees or her thighs or, dude, if men, if that's your issue too, fine. Take off your pants. Um, But I really see a lot of people punishing themselves (laughs) with their apparel and you shouldn't do it. You deserve better. And yes, I'm talking about this in February, but I feel like if I nip this in the bud right now, perhaps you won't go and suffer through that, you know, event or just even going outdoors and hiking. Prepare for the weather. Bundle up if it's freezing. If it's not, take things off. And I really enjoy knees. I don't normally look at anybody's knees, but... I think knees are fabulous. They help you bend your legs (laughs) and knees help us do a lot of really cool things. So be supportive of your knees and take off your pants. Next up, I want to tell you that I had one of the coolest experiences in my entire life about 10 days ago. My 17-year-old daughter, Ginger, or as we call her Ginger Bean, she announced the Mud Girl obstacle course races with me in Jacksonville. And uh, Ginger is one hell of a race announcer. At least she's on her way to doing that. As many of you know, my calendar is very full on race weekends, and I simply can't be in more places than one. uh, More places than one. Thank you. Sorry, my words are not working so good today. But um, we've been talking about her getting on the microphone with me for a long time. Uh, Ginger has a long history on a microphone. I can tell you that in kindergarten where all the other kids on the stage took the microphone and went, raw, 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 raw. you know how little kids do that? They mumble into the mic and you think, Oh, they're so adorable. I wish they, I knew what they were saying. This child of mine stood up straight with the most beautiful poise I'd ever seen. That of a tenured ballerina, even though she does not do ballet and boy, she let her rip and you could understand every single word she said. And I, I was blown away. I mean, I've been working on a microphone for decades, and I didn't have as much poise as she has And yeah. one day in kindergarten. And then since then, she's had tons of lead roles in performances, and she's a superstar presenter at school. She's won a state com- history competition based off of her presenting skills. Um, and then her heart is really into taking care of people and fitness, and she's done tons of races with me. And she's Uh, run or walked plenty of the races that I've announced and she just has it in her blood. And so when the opportunity came about, uh, she jumped on it and I'm so glad she did. She's so exciting and so funny and she had the athletes in stitches. So um, Ginger will be filling in for me several times this year already. She will be hosting the Public Savannah Women's Half Marathon in 5K on April 4th. And she will be hosting two of my Wonder Woman events for me. Um, She will be announcing Wonder Woman Fort Worth, Dallas, and also Wonder Woman Nashville, possibly more. And then a mud girl has hired her back. And that was while we were there. They said, hey, can she come and do some more of my events? They asked me as well, but some of their dates conflicted with um, my already busy schedule. So... Um, Look out for Ginger Kohler on the microphone at an event near you, and if you look at my race announcing schedule on um, my fitness page, I believe I have it pinned to the top, I have included the events where Ginger will be on the microphone. Oh. And we're also doing one together here in Gainesville in a few weeks on March 14th. So if you're a gator or you live in or anywhere near the swamp, come on out to Joey's Wings 5K. It's a wonderful 5K and uh, kids obstacle course run for pediatric cancer. My friend Kathy Lou is putting it on in honor of her son, Joey, who passed away, I'm guessing, about five years ago. And the poor kid, he, he fought so hard and, you know, what a wonderful mother she is to be able to honor him in this way. And um, I really admire her and I'm excited to take part and support her event with Ginger. Oh my gosh. And d- this is the warning is Ginger is me on steroids. Her energy is off the hook. So if you think I'm kind of fun, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna look real boring compared to Ginger. And that's absolutely okay with me. Uh, The other night I had the opportunity to um, work with the American Cancer Society and the University of Florida. We had our annual Link to Pink themed gymnastics meet here at UF. So the Gator gymnast took on the Alabama Crimson Tide. And if you've not ever gone to see a, a collegiate gymnastics, I highly recommend it. I mean, we're very fortunate here at UF where almost all of our teams are continuously vying for a national championship they are good they are very very good and they compete at a very high level um, they the american cancer society asked me to come speak for them uh, they had all the tons of breast cancer patients and survivors were invited to attend Everyone in the arena was wearing pink or almost everyone all the athletes had pink leotards their coaches were in pink The fans were in pink. It was a sold-out crowd of 9,000 plus and so my role is At the beginning of the meet we got to they ushered me and my family down to the floor We got to sit right on the floor um, right in front of the beam Which is actually a little bit of a heart attack zone because even though these young girls or women I should say young women Um, They're highly capable, but holy cow, watching them flip over that bar right in front of my face made me worry for them. I kept thinking, don't fall down. Don't crack your head open. It's incredible, their athleticism. But um, before the meet, they had me come out on the gymnastics floor where they do the floor routine, and the guy said, hello, everybody. Wave to Fitz Kohler, and they introduced me as Fitz Kohler a Gator alumni and a Fitness expert and a race announcer and a breast cancer survivor and I got to wave and chomp to the crowd and they waved and chomped and cheered for me and it was all very nice and then they brought out all the other breast cancer patients and survivors and we wrapped ourselves around the um, floor where the gator the um, Alabama and Gator gymnasts would come to be introduced and we got to clap for them and it was it was wonderful in fact you know what I'm <sighs> I spend a lot of time on stages. I really am not a person who needs any sort of recognition. It's, it's definitely, um, you know, I don't need it. I don't need it. But it was nice for these women to have their opportunity to stand out in that spotlight. And you know, it's hard to, it's hard to be one of them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've always looked at. Uh, Cancer survivors or patients, and thought, golly gee, how do they do that? Those people must be made of steel. And every time I've had some sort of patient or survivor cross my finish line, I go overboard to recognize them because I can only imagine what they've gone through. And even though I've gone through it, I still think, ah, I'm not worthy of being in their presence. It's very weird. But uh, the moral of the story is, I really admire the people I'm surrounded with, and I was happy for them that they got to have a really fun night. And of course, we all enjoyed being on the floor. That was a cool place to be. Not everyone did, only myself and my family. And the reason they invited me to do that um, was because I would be speaking at the reception after the meet for all of the survivors. And was another new opportunity. Uh, It was nice that they invited me to come do that. They thought I did a fine job speaking at the uh, Making Strides event in October. So they said, hey, can you come back and talk to these people? And I thought, sure. But, you know, I have some, I hate to say canned presentations, but presentations I've been giving all my life on fixing your life with fitness and strength training for runners and weight management and weight loss for runners, so and so. But this is a new audience and the purpose was very different, it would have been stupid for me to talk about strength training for runners, and I had about 10 minutes. So what did I decide to do? Well, normally when I talk about breast cancer in the public eye, I'm talking about prevention and annual annual exams and uh, self-exams, but these people, they get it, right? I don't need to tell them to do their annual exams or their self-exams, they're having it done. So instead, I chose to make fun. Of breast cancer and all the silly stuff and all the silly people that come with it and we had a we actually had a really good time so it's fun for me as a speaker to have a new topic and a new audience and you know I show up on the microphone thinking well I hope this works uh, I know that my strength training for runners workshop works I hit it out of the park every time my audience loves it they interact with me they laugh a lot they leave and then they follow through and this time, you know, I get up to the podium and I think, well, I hope they like this. <laughs> and thankfully they did. So it was a really good time and a nice opportunity to um, show my appreciation for um, a great organization and my alma mater and share some admiration on, again, these women that I'm still in awe of. It's, it's very weird to be part of this society that I didn't want to join, um, but you know, to lighten up their life a little bit. For, uh, you know, the 13 minutes I spoke, I spoke and ha- share some laughs was a really nice opportunity. So Link to Pink, you know, it's, you know, cancer uh, support has always been part of my foundation and I suppose it will continue to be. And folks, if you know any, any organizations that need a speaker <laughs> for any sort of cancer causes, I would love... The opportunity, it's a lot of fun and um, something th- I think I can contribute to. Moving on, this is the good stuff. So we're going to talk about the poll we put on fitness page. and I'm going to give a big shout out to my interns, Emily and Lauren, who have been managing the polls, the questionnaires on my um, social media channels, and they're great girls. They're my Gator interns. One is Applied Physiology, and the other one is... Tourism events and sport management and I I think they're doing a fantastic job. So this poll Was what is the greatest thing you've accomplished in health and fitness since January 1st? And since y'all answered this poll publicly, I'm going to call you out by name uh, Because it was a public answer, but I really like your answer. So we've got Mackenzie Marie Margaret She says being cleared from spine surgery protocol and able to jump into ultra marathon training how cool is that? She's been, she had spinal surgery and her next focus is an ultra marathon. So badass, Mackenzie, way to kick this poll off. Dawn Hollinsworth, she ran her first half marathon, congrats. Christine Kaperzak, she says, getting back on the mat for Taekwondo training after five months away. And she is on her way to her second degree black belt. And um, she goes, that's a way off. Oh, that's a ways off, but I consider every day they're training for my next degree. And Christina is uh, super committed. I love that she's very um, consistent with her workouts. And she posts a lot of sweaty selfies, which make me very happy. So thank you, Christina. And she posts in the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge group. Kimberly Falero completing 22 solo training miles this past weekend for Ally Marathon. She hasn't ran that many miles alone in a very long time. And I believe that because Kimberly always has a best running friend with her. She is a very popular runner, and she's often with Casey Golovko, and they wear their cute little matchy-matchy outfits. Um, But for Kimberly to go out and run 22 miles alone, high five, Kimberly, and I cannot wait to see you at the finish line of the LA Marathon. I will come down and give you a hug if you pause for me. Um, Rebecca DeSidero. She says somehow a dozen shaped donuts ended up in her house. She had one or two of them, and then she threw them out. Ah! And she put dish soap on them. Naturally, I also she she has also been going to high intensity training classes three to four days a week. So awesome job, Rebecca! And Rebecca and her husband actually are, uh, host events. They're DJs, and um, she's great on the microphone. She's in Southern California. And she's a total sweet pea. So proud of you, Rebecca. Sometimes you just got to take the donuts, take a bite, and throw them in the garbage. And don't have a guilt trip. Like, folks are starving in Ethiopia, so I need to eat these donuts. Just that's not reality. Throw the crap away. It's okay if you have a bite. It's okay if it fits into your caloric budget for the day and your goals. But you don't need... Junk food lingering on your counter for a week. So get rid of it. It's fine. The garbage will love you for it. Just think Oscar and the grouches in there saying, yum, yum, yum. Thank you for the donuts. Um, Bette Thompson making 3.5 miles this week on the Fitbit for the whole day since she started her recovery from a diabetic coma last August and September. Holy cow. And I tell you, diabetes is mean. That is one disease you do not want to pick a fight with. So Beth, I'm so glad you're up exercising and I hope you're watching what you put in your mouth. A diabetic coma, that's super scary. Colleen McCarthy, (laughs) her greatest accomplishment, doing two marathons with no injuries, just blisters. Two marathons in the first seven weeks of the year. Spectacular, Colleen. And those blisters, no fun, but totally manageable, right? Totally worth it. Jessica Garan started swimming and aqua jogging while healing her knee. She said swimming is so humbling. (laughs) She thought she had cardio capacity, but swimming says otherwise. And one of the things I was thinking while I was in the pool today was how much I want you all to know how to swim laps. And... Here's the deal. People say, well, I, there's a there's a pool at my gym, but I don't really know how to swim. And I get that because I used to not know how to swim and breathe while swimming. You know what I'm saying? The uh, organized, uh, rhythmic breathing. So I used to get in the pool and swim with a snorkel. And did I look dorky? Sure. Did I care? Absolutely not. Because that is not the type of thing I worry about. So if you do not know how to swim or breathe while swimming, you can go with a snorkel and that'll work. Um, but it's actually not so hard. The pointer someone gave me when I was trying to swim laps without a snorkel was to, when you take, um, your, when your one arm is going backwards, look over your shoulder. That's how you bring your mouth out of the water by looking over your shoulder and then I was all I needed to hear and I was able to swim laps. So get yourself a pair of goggles, get in the pool. If you don't know how to swim at all, get yourself an instructor and shore in Shoreman, Florida. And, you know, there's water every two inches wherever we go here. But there's water all over the country and all over the world. And, you know, first of all, you should be drown proof. And number two, it's tremendous exercise, especially when you face uh, physical obstacles or health issues. I think the pool is... A great choice for anyone unless you've got open wounds get your butt in the pool and learn how to swim laps that is my goal for all of you and I would love for those of you who don't know how to swim to go learn and then text me or message me and say hey Fitz I did it that would make me very very happy and make me feel very accomplished we got missy barrio who says her right heel kiss the ground in in downward dog after 17 days after getting back into daily practice. So she's now got this flexibility in her hamstrings and her calves to be able to do that pose completely. Um, But that's only the right heel. Her left heel hasn't hit the ground yet, but it's not far behind. So this is only my first page of your responses. And we've got spinal surgery. We've got diabetic coma recovery. We've got... Um, knee injuries, we've got swim accomplishments, two marathon, taekwondo. I mean, y'all are y'all are crushing it in so many ways. Sandy Guy. Now Sandy's one of the sweetest people in the world. Sandy says her greatest accomplishment was seeing her eighty year old father and her two year old great grandniece or her great niece and other family members cross their own finish lines. She considers their moments her moments, and of course she does. Sandy's an angel, and she's also an accomplished marathoner and half marathoner. So I know seeing her family out pursuing healthy things means a whole lot to her. And yeah, her 80-year-old dad is kicking butt and taking names. (laughs) Congratulations, Sandy and Sandy Dad. Um, Anthony Wilk. He said he's keeping the small things going right, making it to the gym four times a week and feeling good and moving forward. And Anthony, I always get the number wrong, but I think he's lost almost 100 pounds and he's completely changed his life around. He is um, committed to the exact formula for weight loss and full-blown fitness. Yeah, so I'm super proud of Anthony. Kristen McWilliams, she said she has worked out every day, including at least one mile outside and usually a lot more. Um, which she plans to keep up for all of 2020. So Kristen's hoping to work out every day of the year. And I hope you get that done, Kristen. And again, working out could be dancing in your kitchen for 20 minutes, or it could be push-ups, lunges, and ab work in front of your TV. So, you know, expect small things, even if it's just a mile or a shorty workout, and then aim for bigger things whenever you can. Uh, Timothy Powell. Tim says, getting back to the grit and grind and losing 20 pounds since January 15th, but oh yeah, he also completed his first marathon, and then the next month he did a half marathon, and I believe Timothy's goal for the entire year is to run at least one half marathon per month, so proud of you, Tim. You've accomplished tremendous things, and you're such a great role model for all your band students. Chris Gillespie, he is down 22 pounds since January 1st, very proud of you. He says he'll be at playing weight soon. Well, I think you should start playing now, Chris. Um, Betsy Tsukamoto. She said she's working out daily and now seeing the hard work by going down two sizes in jeans. And that is exciting. If you've ever tried to lose weight, putting on a new pair of pants feels like someone's putting a royal crown on your head. (laughs) That is a very big deal. Congrats, Betsy. Uh, Jackie Cabrera. Oh, She says getting on a plane to run New Orleans with uh, her running family. And I don't know why that's your big accomplishment, Jackie, because you do stuff like that probably every week of the year. But it's a great accomplishment. Jackie is a addicted runner. She may have a running problem. And one of the favorite things I get to see Jackie do every year is run through the Everglades. And if you know what the Everglades is, it's one of the most swampy, scary, gator-infested um, Places in my state in South Florida where I grew up, and they they have the Everglades Marathon and half marathon. I think it's a marathon, anyways. I like her pics, and usually she can get a picture of herself and alligator each year, which is a lot of fun. And Jackie also tends to um, spout off in Spanish online, which I enjoy. Kim Sharoff, she just started. She started swimming and signed up for her first triathlon. Kim, huge high five to you! I love that, and you know pushing you guys to include swimming as something you can do, but diversify. I love running, I love walking, I want you to do that, but I want you to do other things and your body will thank you if you challenge it in a variety of ways. Your body will also be less likely to get injured if you diversify your training. Biking and running, oh, you know, swimming, I'm sorry, swimming, it's one of the only things cardio people do where it really incorporates your upper body you know, if you're a walker, or a runner, and you do lugs, legs, 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 swimming is a tremendous way to bring your upper body into things, as well as rowing, as well as boxing. Um, but then cycling is a tremendous leg strength builder if you do it right. And it's a way to take some of the um, stress off of those joints with all of the impact. So diversify. Kim, I'm glad you're doing that, and I can't wait to see... Um, how things go for you. Rudy Marin, getting his shoulders broader. Well, high five to that, Rudy, because I'm a huge fan of broad shoulders, especially on a man. (laughs) Rudy's adorable, and he's in spectacular shape. Meredith Chambers, she finished her 50th half marathon. Congratulations, and for some reason, I thought she'd already run 500, so I'm going to add a little zero and make that 50-500, but she's always at it, and she does make running look fun. Janelle Cooper, she doubled her daily steps, and I'm so proud of you, Janelle. I think Janelle also has a new job, or no, she's going to school. Chemo brain, but Janelle is moving forward, and I'm proud of her. Tina Hauser. She accepted that she needed to share her Peloton bike with her husband, Jeff. (laughs) Tina and Jeff are an adorable couple in California and I actually, I think it was about two years ago I was hosting the Carlsbad 5000 or announcing it with Rudy and they, were racing each other. They actually were trying to beat each other, which is a really fun thing to see spouses do. It's one thing to go, you know, be supportive and stuff, but it's another to go toe-to-toe and nose-to-nose and saying, I'm going to crush you. And I can't remember what the big prize was. Hopefully, the winner got their feet rubbed by the other person or something. But um, they have a Peloton now, and I know Tina's quite addicted to it, and yay for them. I know Pelotons are the big thing, so... High five, Hausers! Amy Pease, she ran three half marathons in three new states. And she is on the hunt for 50 halves in 50 states. And I always get to see Amy in Buffalo Marathon. And she comes through in her little sports bra with the biggest smile on her face. And the biggest smile on her rosy cheeks, sweaty face. And I love it. Um, Pam Smith, she said she will let me know on March 1st after she finishes the Skyway 10K in Tampa with her new knees ouch no actually knee replacement one of the most popular type of replacements you can have one of the most successful hips and knees you know obviously you don't want to go into those things lightly but yeah congrats on the new knees Pam I'm proud of you excited and I know you've been working hard on weight loss too Julie Olsen sailing with a few back flare-ups well I hope the back flare-ups chill out And maybe some strength training and stretching will go a long way. I'm sure you're doing those things. But sailing sounds wonderful. And maybe you could take me out sailing this summer because I'm ready to get back on the water. Donna McPherson. She can do 10 push-ups. And before, she couldn't do any. So huge high-five to Donna. I love push-ups. They're so good for your upper body. They definitely lead to hard, sexy curves. Farrah Rano, learning to incorporate more recovery like yoga and walks. Absolutely. And here's the other thing. Yoga is really good, but it doesn't even have to be yoga. You can just stretch anywhere you want. There are no rules. that You have to do something where people say funny words like namaste. So um, well done, Farah. Stretching and walking, way to uh, take care of your body. Yvette Glisson, who I've known for a very long time and I love, she says she hasn't exercised in years, but she started doing pool therapy, and it's a big workout for her, and she's also lost I think 20 or so pounds so I'm thrilled to see that and I hope you continue on with your progress That no backsliding uh, come and pinch a hard Duncan Cabineau he did a race every weekend for a full year 52 races which is incredible Duncan 52 races that's a lot and that's expensive so you're um, you're definitely investing in your health and it shows Carol Smith she's done Orange Theory three times a week And I've not done Orange Theory, but I like the concept, and absolutely everybody who gives it a try seems to love it. So if you're looking to diversify, why not try Orange Theory? Antonio Ayala, who works on my website, and is the all-around super dad, a single dad who loves his little girls. He's down six pounds, and he said, it's not much, but it's a start. I tell you, go to the, um, the meat department at the grocery store and pick up something that's six pounds, and you are like... Uh, Chop me, go pick up hamburger. six pounds of hamburger, and you will see that it is actually a significant amount of weight. So congrats, Antonio. Tony Dominic, he said it's February. That's not good enough, Tony. (laughs) Tony's one of my favorite friends here in Gainesville. He's a real smarty pants, and that's all I get is it's February. Come on, Tony. I need some answers. Larry Friedman, down 27. And Larry trains like a boss. This is a dude who goes out and what does he do he does as as many burpees as his year. he does sick workouts on his birthday I'm gonna limit it to that he does sick workouts on his birthday and when Larry's completely committed he is he's unstoppable he even for his birthday he has a big fruit salad or some sort of interesting shaped fruit that looks like a cake um, because he's so committed to health and fitness so um I'm proud of you, Larry. 27 pounds. I can't wait to see you. Maybe at the mall again. Maybe we could shop together briefly. Don Deese, she's got her black belt. Yeah. Congratulations, Dawn. And here's the thing about martial arts is it's a very diverse way of training your body. You use your upper body, you use your lower body, you use your core, you use it in a variety of ways, moving those limbs in a variety of directions in a cardiovascular way. And you're doing strength training while you're impacting. Equipment or other humans, and one of the things is people will look at Don and go, "Oh, you're you're a black belt. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with you," and that's true. But because Don knows how to fight and Don knows how to take care of herself, she's far less likely to even have to deal with confrontation because of the way she carries herself. And I tell you what, bad guys know the difference. They know how to pick on the weak link, and then they know who's a cocky mofo and is going to give them a hard time, and they will avoid the cocky mofos. Um, I know this because I am one of them. And so Dawn, with all of her martial arts skills and her black belt, will likely not even get to use those uh, vicious defense mechanisms of her because people will just know not to pick a fight with Dawn, and that's one of the best scenarios you can be in. Um, Robert Schultz. He says, "I haven't died yet. Boy, are we are we ending this list with a whimper?" So Robert Schultz, he hasn't died yet. Congrats, Rob. Me neither. (laughs) Although last year it was a little touch and go. But Rob is a, I mean, he's he's a fitness beast. So he jokes. Around a lot, but we all know better. Robert Schultz is out there crushing it every day, swimming or biking or running and lifting and do or doing all of the above. And uh, no matter where he goes, whether he's visiting his wife in Africa or roaming through an airport, Robert Schultz knows how to get it done. And um, he's a tremendous weight loss story and a fitness success story, and I love it. And then last. And very least is our friend, John Pelkey, my fellow race announcer, one of the most wonderful, deep, sarcastic voices in the world. And his accomplishment is, um, (laughs) so John, come on, man, get off your butt and do something. We all like you. So if you know John Pelkey, feel free to shoot him a, uh, a message giving him a poke encouraging him to use the exact formula for weight loss and to do some exercise and he and his wife actually foster a bunch of dogs and he's a super dog dad or he has his fur baby so why don't y'all encourage John to get up and take those amazing pets of his on a vigorous walk and uh, I don't know maybe... so folks I am so proud of you I love when you contribute I love seeing what you're up to and you know the diverse Group of people in my audience, in my Hottie Body Fitness Challenge, my fitness podcast lister, listeners, is incredible, and especially now as I am fighting my way back to normal, to a new, to my better than used to be normal. It's really inspiring to see all the sacrifices you make and all the hard work you're putting in and the things you're rebounding from and the things you're trying to accomplish. I just think it's very motivating. And if you're someone who's sitting around slack and doing nothing and hearing about all of these other people accomplishing incredible things, forget about the fact that they're making their bodies better. Their life is so much better than yours because they are out playing. These are full-blown grown-ups putting on karate geese and kicking other people in the face. If you don't think that's fun, you have to rethink life. These are people that are going and diving into pools for races or traveling across the country to go walk or run. People that are paddleboarding and sailing for crying out loud. So, you know, forget about what I accomplish. Look to your peers. I'm looking at them and I am blown away. So if you can, if you want to do better, you should be doing better. And I really hope that next time we put out one of these polls, if you've not contributed yet, you do. I hope you see Fitz. I listened and I got my butt off the couch and I went and did this awesome thing. So anyways, if you haven't already done so, follow me on social media. I am at Fitzness on Instagram and on my Facebook page. and. I don't know, on YouTube and I have a Morning Mile program. One of the things I do best is get kids moving in the mornings at school. So if you love little kids or you have a school you care about, check out morningmile.com and help me get more kids moving in the morning and uh, come visit me at some of my races. I will be expecting lots and lots of hugs this year. I will be all over the country and all you got to do is just go look on my fitness page to find my schedule. I love you all. And uh, thanks for your contribution. Get to work. Bye, team.
0: Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's Marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, Morning Milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The Morning Mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting morningmile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's MorningMile.com. Long may you run.